Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meat Justics podcast. So uh, we've got a few things to do, but basically, before we get started, it's a mini Willie barbecue. <laughs> basically, what this came down to is John wanted Twinkies, and I figured the best way to eat them was to throw them on the smoker first. So they'd just been on the smoker like 10 minutes. I put it on high smoke, but every time I went back there, there was not a lot of smoke coming off. I don't know. I can I can smell. Can you? Like, and okay. my smell is not very good. My nose is all stuffed up, but I can smell them. They smell strong. Yeah, we're recording this a day late because Austin is weak and <laughs> couldn't get into work yesterday. He's weak. Because of that, well, I'm, taking, of, I was I'm of, taking the better. Okay, part of it, I was paranoid I might have COVID. And so I've uh, taken like four COVID tests in the last 48 oh, hours. But Yeah, you can definitely smell that. Smoke on the, do you call this bread? What, whatever you call it around it. Cake. It's mm. more cake. I heard the ingredient that they uh, add to, to bread to keep it moist, like those desserts. Mm-hmm. Apparently that stuff's just the worst thing possible mm-hmm. for <laughs> That's really I'm good. I'm down on that. I like that a lot. Mm. The warm center mm-hmm. and like the just crispy edges. And a little bit of smokiness too. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Oh, that is good. So and that was just 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. That's, that's literally what I was going to ask. Because that, that is smoky. It was on high smoke. You definitely don't need to, yeah, do, do much longer. I didn't need to go longer than that. Now, believe it or not, there's a downside to this. It's 280 calories we just ate right there. Wait, oh, a piece? That's bad. Yep. Yeah, that's not cool. 280 calories for a Twinkie. A lot of butter and sugar in mm-hmm. there, I guess. And I'm sure all sorts of crazy ingredients that mm-hmm. serve some odd purpose. But it'll definitely barbecue. It'll definitely barbecue. That was <laughs> freaking delicious. Oh, I might have to like keep some Twinkies on hand just to have like a dessert. For- a whole box of them up there if you want them. Nice. Take them. Get Although, them on the other hand, I don't want to eat 300 calories yes, in one little bite. That is the problem. Actually, it was 300 calories per serving. I wonder, it's got to be one of those as a serving. Oh, um, yeah. There's no there's way There's no it's way two. they'd say two. No. Every once in a while, I'll look at the back of something and be surprised at how big a serving is. Like, almonds do it quite a bit. I'll buy that tin and it'll say, oh, there's only four servings per container in here. And I'll get surprised by that. But Patrick is checking to see what this... Serving size is two Ks. No. Nice. Way to go, hostess. That's actually... Serving size is two now, cakes. Now I feel good about it. Yes. I feel so like... So we did eat 280 calories total. Sweet. Room Not for bad. More. 140? Yeah. Not bad. I'm good with that. I can live with that. Could probably do another one of those. Yeah? <laughs> did you only cook two? If Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If we parse it out a little bit, it's not as bad. If you eat them back to back, that's... I have no idea if that's true or not. Yeah, get them off. We don't want to give yeah. any free shots. Not shout a sponsor. <laughs> get not out sponsor. of here, Twinkies. They should. It, everybody we have on here should be a sponsor. Did though. you see? Some someday we should explore that just to see what we could do. Sponsored by Waltons? No, sponsored by somebody else. Okay. Twinkies pay us to eat Twinkies on the Meat Justics podcast. I don't want to eat any more Twinkies. I'm sure I'm going to feel gross about that later. <laughs> Did you see the highlight from the Yankees game? Nope. Oh my God! It is the most annoying. 
2022 thing I've ever seen. What is it? Is it someone giving a, a kid a foul ball? Or no, something? you know, we talked about this. Well, it's a podcast. This John. guy. <laughs> oh, so he does know. He's trying to get me to explain. <laughs> He's just having That's a what conversation. That's a real producer does. <laughs> um, this guy, he has a straw. Uses a straw to poke a hole all the way down through his hot dog and then uses oh. his hot dog straw to drink a beer. Yeah, okay, I have oh, seen that. Yeah. Beer? Furious. Who needs a straw for a beer in right. the first Right, that's <laughs> actually question number one. It's well. not why is he using the hot dog when he has a straw. It is why are you drinking beer through a straw? Yeah. Do you have lipstick on that you don't want to <laughs> smush? Like, this no. is not like a metrosexual guy either. Like, oh, just. Man. Average looking New York dude. Now, was it part of like a special drink that, that we aren't aware of? Because we served, you know, at our bra fest recently, uh, Bloody Marys with snacks. We didn't sticks. make them straws. But maybe we should have. Maybe now. we should have. <laughs> that, that is a thing. There's There have been some of our commercial processors that have made snack sticks with a hole in the middle for Bloody Marys yeah. using them as a straw. Yeah, that actually, that, see, okay, that would make some sense. But, but a yeah. hot dog. Yeah. As a straw th for just a regular beer. Now, if he's drinking mustard, you know, we might have. Here's the there. worst part, too, is he probably paid $20 for that beer and $8 for that hot dog. I've oh. been to Yankee Stadium. Their prices back in 2003, that's what the prices were. I heard. I that. remember giving. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They were $9 a beer. I remember giving the guy a 20 and he gave me a dollar back and I was just like. I'll just keep it. Go away. Yeah. Like you made me mad now. <laughs> yeah, those bartenders probably made a lot of tips that night because if it's just an extra buck, oh, you have it. Oh, you take. <laughs> Get out of here, yep. dude. When I went to the NFL draft, thirteen dollars a beer. Oh, cans crazy. And what year was that? Uh, Three years ago. Yeah, ish. So yeah, it just keeps going up and Wild. up and up. Now, speaking of things going up and up and up, we'll get to that in Meat Matters. But first, we have a couple of just like little housekeeping things to to take care of. Number one is Bratfest recap. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, we just had our big annual in-person event here in Wichita, Kansas. We do an event. We try to do an event every year for the Wichita Air Capital Flyers. They're a Special Olympics team. All proceeds from this event go directly to them. Uh, helps them get the athletes to competitions and just keeps them going as an organization. Do you want to tell them how much we raised? Unofficially. About twelve thousand oh, dollars. Okay, I don't have the total. So 11, total, so. it was eleven something. But then I didn't have a number in there, and I didn't also have the money in there from the grill raffle. So everything in there, and I just got another twenty bucks today. Just random deal from yeah. somebody. Uh, somebody was like, "Oh, I wasn't able to be there, but I wanted." Yeah, cool. So out of that, it, it's it's going to be right about twelve grand. Awesome. So, yeah, twelve thousand bucks for Special Olympics. It's a great time, or a great amount. Uh, we also had a great time. Um, the beginning of it was very busy. Oh, it was yeah. a little hectic. Very busy. We, it helped once we kind of spread out the tables a little bit. So we were doing some on the fly adjustments that I think eventually helped. Next year we'll we'll have some adjustments to it to make it even a little bit smoother or a little bit more smooth. A little bit smoother. <laughs> smoother. <laughs> yeah, you just you got to drop the more from that sentence. Anyways, be a little bit smoother. Um, highlights for me at least. Uh, National Wild Turkey Federation bringing that Daisy uh, BB gun thing. Mm -hmm. That was so much more elaborate than what I was imagining it was going to be. They brought this like, it looked kind of like a bouncy castle. That's exactly it what it looked all like. All inflatable, but inside it, they were letting kids shoot BB guns at moving targets. 
Yeah. I mean, it was really, really cool. Did you do it? I didn't do it. Okay. Uh, Diamond Archery brought their uh, archery range. Uh, Kansas Wildlife and Parks brought uh, a fishing game for kids. They could cast, try to catch these little plastic fish. Um, I was, I thought that was still cool, but I thought there was going to be more to so that than there was. Yeah. So slightly disappointed, but at the same time, it was still really cool. And my, my son just loved absolutely it. loved that, it. That's what matters. Um, then, uh, passing on outdoor mentors, who obviously we were really close with, closely with came, they raffled off an awesome shotgun that I wasn't allowed to enter, um, and what was cooler. Uh, and then. As always, uh, with pretty much anything we do, Kansas chapter of BHA was here. They brought um, a $500 Shields card, um, and they are going to be raffling off their uh, Tiger cooler later. Um, Ducks Unlimited came. They were great fun. Really liked those guys. Had a good time. I got to draw their winners. Um, I had the megaphone at that point, obviously. <laughs> uh, then uh, Pheasants Forever raffled off a Henry... 22, uh, but it wasn't the 22 Magnum. So kind of not, you know, <laughs> what's the point? And then obviously, um, the Wichita Air Capital Flyers, we gave them a, a smoker to, to raffle off. And the winner of that was actually still there at the end of the event. So that was pretty mm -hmm. cool. That was I was excited because then we didn't have to pack it up, load it <laughs> do up, anything. do anything just else. Go, Here you go. That's yours. It. Yeah. Goodbye. And then cleanup went surprisingly fast. It Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Highlight. Um, oh, sorry. There's still a few things left to clean up. Are there really? Uh, yeah, oh. a couple small things, but overall, it went it went 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 well. The highlight of the cleanup for me was we had a shade area in the front or in the grass, and there were these four by fours that I don't know how tall they were. Sixteen feet. They were tall. Twelve uh, feet. Fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen feet. feet. So right. Um, they used an auger to dig down. They said three feet. Mm -hmm. for them and i was like are we taking those out today and someone says you we auger those down three feet you're never going to get them out and i just went over to it and pushed it like right up and out and i was like yep, <laughs> really that's all right uh, that's cool so i got to feel like a big man then time in the dunk tank uh, your mother was the first one to to come up and dunk me and I screamed, Mommy, no, please don't. <laughs> don't you love me? <laughs> but how could you do this to your son? Oh I think she gosh. eventually just went up and hit it and knocked it down. Did you make her pay $100? I don't know if anyone made her pay $100. Uh, I can't remember. I did pay $100 to dunk you. Uh, yeah, well. I felt you, bad. So. But you didn't get the shots, so. Didn't get the shots? You didn't hit on any of the shots. Oh, no, because Leo came over, my son. Oh. And I I not I he I dunked you from the back. Oh, you did? Line. Yeah. The first time? Okay. And then No, that was the day before. No, no, day so of. So you dunked me test run and day of? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Austin, I got dunked so many. Austin like, might have had the most dunks of the day. Well, besides that one girl that just she's the only one to win a t-shirt. If you hit all three in a row, you get an, a free shirt and uh -huh. some some lady came up just absolutely just <laughs> like she's a professional from which line the back one. Oh, she went one, yeah she's wearing like a, a red shirt or something she just went one two the, the whole crowd was watching too so that's awesome but I, so besides her austin was like you dunked two or three people i right? don't kurt twice in two throws and missed the last uh, one <laughs> it's oh, horrible couldn't get your uh, t-shirt yeah who missed from like a f like f two feet away it was so funny 
Because I want to make sure we shout them out. If they, I don't remember who that was. <laughs> I'll have to look, scrub through the footage. It might have been Sandy. Might, maybe it just might have been her. Might have been your mom. <laughs> I did not know it happened. I just found out this morning that it did. But um, Brett said he was dunked at least like two dozen times. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the people that dunked him was uh, Mark, who used to own uh, Mark's Meats okay. in Halstead. And he just sold his place like a year ago, but he came, was in the car show. I think he might've been the one that won the car show. Someone named Mark with a Mustang, pretty sure won the car show. So I'm assuming it was him, but I didn't hear last name, but, uh, Mark has been a customer or was a customer for 30 plus years and just good, great guy. Well, he saw Brett on there. He came sneaking up behind. There was some little girl that was about to throw and so my dad's focused on heckling her <laughs> and Mark comes up and dunks him and he had no idea. And he just, yeah, sucked in water and just didn't have, oh, didn't, no. didn't have a good experience from that. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I think we're going to have to do a dunk tank like every year going forward. Cause it was just, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and we raised, um, we raised like a thousand bucks just off the dunk tank, yep, which so. is awesome. My problem was the kids. I couldn't heckle him. You still heckle like, kids. He seemed like a nice kid. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. I can't be mean to you. You got to come up with It's because list. I legitimately don't like them. <laughs> like, if I'm mean to you, I'm, I like Let you. Let some stuff slip out. If I'm super nice to you, I'm not sure. No, I'm just kidding, obviously. But I'm not going to, like, attack some <laughs> child. Well, they're, okay. Sure you, you No, I don't. If, if it was, like, somebody here yeah, that, that's, that's, that's working for us and they're doing it. Yeah. Attack them. Like have some fun, get after them. If it's a little kid, you can still like give them a hard time, but you don't have to attack them. Mm, I don't know. I went after Patrick's family instead <laughs> and their terrible record fair. of they dunking were, me. Yeah. They, we, we couldn't get John. I dunked some, I went one for one starting off the day and then I went over. That's right. You saved the rest of your throws. Yeah. I saved them for I, you know, but my throws weren't off. You were probably just like, oh gosh, just yep. missed. They were just, just missing. Yeah. So just missing around. At least I got that going for me. So nobody knew, but I changed it out to the smaller plate when I went up there. Are you serious? No. Okay. No, I should have though. I should have though. Um, but yeah, no samples were, were great. I was behind the, uh, or Inferno with ghost pepper most of the time. So I was just trying to warn people thing that I found was the most accurate. I'm like, if you like heat, it's going to be a seven. If you despise heat, it's going to be a 10. And some lady was walking by goes, it's a 15. Yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. So don't eat it if you don't like heat. There was a number number of people I talked to, though, that, that they were they were nervous. And then they came back later and they're like, you know, that wasn't that wasn't as bad that as hot, I thought. I right. was able to I was able to deal with yep. the sample. Yep. Yeah. I think people hear ghost pepper and they assume like it's going to murder your insides right? or give you like blisters because yeah. there are like some of those scorpion peppers or whatever Carolina Reaper. Like it can actually hurt you. Yeah. And this obviously, you know, we'd rather you enjoy the sausage. But anything else we want to talk about from Broadfest? Nothing I can really think of. Nothing else no? I can think of. Okay. No. Went pretty good. Um, what The Walton's one shots have come in. So anyone who purchased a Walton's one shot that hooks up to your Walton's grinder it is on its way. The downside to that is we have already, we pre-sold half of all we ordered. So I have a feeling we're going to be out on those pretty soon. So if you want, if you have a Walton's grinder and you want a way to grind meat way easier, especially if you do cured sausage, 
snack sticks, smoked sausage, summer sausage. It is so much faster. Um, snag one of those right now. It'll fit the 12, the 22, or the 32. We did that by just keeping one size. The hookups on the 12, 22, and 32 are all the same diameter and the same, the back of the auger is the same dimensions. So it can fit on all of them. Um, I've done speed tests on them. We have a video out on this where if you use the 12, it'll grind X number of pounds a minute. I don't remember what it is. 22 is like X times, you know, 1.5 and 32 is X times two. So it does grind faster because it's got a bigger motor, obviously. Yeah. Um, the larger grinder body you have, definitely 100% faster than doing a dual grind. No matter how you cut it, it's going to do it faster. And I think at least as clean a grind, maybe not a cleaner grind, but as clean a grind as doing it in a traditional way. It's really impressive. Very, very happy with that product. Yeah, I'm excited to get them out there and start getting feedback from everybody because yep. I think people are going to love them. Yeah, that was the, the I don't want to say redheaded stepchild, but that was the product. They're like, here, we have this too. And I was like, ah, it looked, I don't want to. It looked gimmicky. Would well, you remember when they, initially they sent us an entire new grinder mm -hmm. with a different head. We're like, we're not going to ask these people to buy another grinder. They just bought this. Um, so they like, as a last ditch effort, we're like, well, we have this as well. Like, oh yeah. That's yeah. the stuff. Did we try a competitor's version there? Yeah, it's under there. Because I want to say that we did and it didn't work as well. And that's part of our hesitation on the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our initial hesitation was our theory was if this worked really well, they'd be doing it commercially. And they and do, nope, but not, not that in, way. Yeah. Not that way. And not at that price at all. It's insanely expensive. Sure. Yeah. You have to hook up two mixer grinders together, basically. Like a Gemini system? Yeah, well, uh, no, I mean, you, there's there's commercial grinders that do incorporate it all into one head, but that's usually just a European thing, oh, and okay. it's usually very expensive. Hmm. Um, it's not, what does the one shot cost, 200 bucks? No. Uh, it doesn't cost 200 bucks. It does not add, cost 200 bucks. Add, a, add several zeros to that. Yeah, uh, it costs 100 and either 59 or 149 So, <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. Absolutely recommend you grab one. All right. Have you ever seen the grinders with dual augers? Mm -mm. I wish I had brought an example of it. So they they have the it, it only works on something with a body like a mixer grinder, and then they have at the bottom of it instead of one grinder feeding it down, they have two augers staggered to push the meat down hmm. to the plate and knife. That's weird. It's pretty cool though. Seems like seems like it's an interesting idea. I mean, it's obviously, you know, it's probably a $60,000 <laughs> minimum piece of equipment, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. On to meat matters? Yep. Unless you have anything else? Nope. Okay. First story is one your father sent me. It's uh, selling steaks has helped keep a Louisiana rancher afloat. A legal fight could sink them. So real quick, because we're going to touch this one barely because the day he sent it to me, a second article came out. But basically, uh, a lawsuit against a Washington parish rancher for $40,000 in taxes and penalties, despite a state law that lets farms sell products tax-free. So he's, <laughs> the state says you can sell these tax-free, but they still came out of him after him for $40,000. It, it sounded like it was just an argument over what is farm products. What it meant, right. And I think they were arguing, well, it should only be like 
grains, things that you're growing like that, not no, livestock. Absolutely not. That's not it's right. Still farm. It's farms. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So luckily, uh, same day Brett sent that to me, uh, this article came out and it said, judge rules in favor of Washington Parish Rancher. He was sued by the sheriff. That sheriff's not getting reelected. Yeah. I kind of wish we had a sheriff. We do have a sheriff. Well, in Bel Air. Oh, it's by, it's by county. But I would vote for our chief of police anyways, so it wouldn't be any difference. You already got a fresh no. prince. You guys want to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so those are. I want to take back my laugh at that. Can I take back my laugh at no, that? No, sorry. Can you insert just dead silence there? <laughs> those articles were only like twelve hours apart. I know. So yeah, it was that like came out fast. Right. So I was wondering if the first article even had an effect on the judge's ruling. Like he read that and was like, "All right, this is ridiculous." Probably not. Probably not. In theory, it shouldn't anyways, but... You actually hope yeah. not, yeah. You hope the judges aren't being influenced by some article online. All right, uh, next article is from Food Tank. It says, switching out the beef for rabbit, can rodents provide a sustainable uh, meat alternative? No. <laughs> All right, All right. We'll, we'll, we next article. move <laughs> right on. No, I have more things to talk about. Um, so this is interesting. At least I find it interesting. Um, rabbits create less greenhouse gas than beef. Now, my initial note said this has to be per pound of protein. Like it can't possibly be a one-to-one -one animal because why would you ever write that sentence? That's like saying <laughs> a shark eats more fish than a, you know, minnow. Like it's just obvious. I just total sidetracking, but I saw a stat on TV the other night. That sharks have been like 90% eradicated. Like, yeah, no, no, don't think so. Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. There are, so if you want to go back to like the eighties, yes, I, I wouldn't even say 90%, but there was absolutely like a winnowing of sharks. Um, but we've protected like Cape fur seals. We've protected a lot of their food sources in Australia. And now you're going to have it in off Cape Cod. You have serious calls for like a calling again, because surfers in Australia are like something has to be done. We're seeing them daily. And these are not, you know, eight, 12 footers. We're seeing 16, 17 foot sharks out there that will kill people. The article had in like had a video of a lady like with a great white coming at her and she just like charged it. I don't know how you charge it underwater, but went at, at it mm -hmm. and it sw swam away. So uh, that lady is, her name is Ocean uh, Phoenix or something like that, like a ridiculous name. And she is going to get eaten by a great white shark. And I'm not going to feel bad for her <laughs> literally at all. Now, the only good thing is she was taught how to do that by like the first guy who free, free swam with great white sharks. And what he would do is he'd get in a cage and he'd watch the sharks and he was able to like figure out like, okay, this one is aggressive. This one's playful. And what he found is pregnant females, like heavily pregnant females. Those are the ones you go swim with because they're basically done eating. Because sharks can go a really long time without eating. And once they've put on all their fat from a pregnancy, they're like, whatever, I'm good. So he would get out and swim with her. If you, if you notice, they're almost always these huge, fat, pregnant females that they're out swimming with because they're very docile at that point. Yeah, interesting. Any more shark facts you want to know? I'm, no, back to rodents. I'm ready, <laughs> ready, ready to say or to share. Um, so anyways, I figured it had to be that. So I did actually reach out to the author. Uh, it was Eve Aline Gleason uh, on Instagram. She's nourishing us. Uh, and that's how I reached out to her. 
Um, she responded saying that, yes, it, it is a, a pound for pound um, protein versus greenhouse gas em- or gas emissions. Um, so that was good to know. Uh, other animals that they discussed in this were cane rat, which you're never, ever going to catch me eating. No. Uh, the guinea pig, which actually they eat a ton of that in Brazil, um, and squirrels, which I have eaten. Um, nowhere in this story, though, does it do anything with taste comparison at all. So I'm going to order in a squirrel and on not next podcast because we have a big guest plan, but on the following one, we're going to have a taste test between rabbit and I won't get like a steak, but I'll make something up with beef in it and we'll do a a taste test and see what we think. Um, Now, if I do a half of a rabbit, that's about $6 and 26 cents. I'm... I know I can put that on my credit card. If we wanted to do a true comparison, I would also have to get a half a beef, though. <laughs> so, uh, do you know anything about rabbit starvation? Nope. So you, if you're stuck in the woods and you have a unending supply of rabbits, so you just kill twenty a day, you can eat them all day long and you still starve to death because they have literally no fat on them. So your body's not going to be able to live just off protein. Seriously? Uh huh. It's called the rabbit starvation. It's pretty interesting. That's weird. No. Nope. You can go without carbs. You can go without protein, but your body cannot function without fat. You can go without carbs because your body will eventually change carbs. Or I'm sorry. Your body will eventually change protein to carbs, glucogenesis or something like that. But there's no function to change anything to fat. So how do you get the fat then? Just like nuts? If you're out living in the woods? Yeah. Yeah, you would have to. Okay. Or, you know, elk, deer. Well, okay. If you're animal. not, if you, if there's not other animals, right. I'm just thinking also, I mean, thinking what if you're uh vegan, where are you getting your fat from? I talk just, about this with my wife all the time. God bless my wife. Like for her <laughs> holding these conversations with me, I'm like, the second everything goes back to the stone age, you're no longer uh, a picky eater. And she eats steak now and she eats chicken. I'm like, you will eat whatever comes. She's like, no, I'll just die. Like <laughs> I will hold you down and like make you eat these <laughs> foods. You're not just dying. But anyways. All right. Next story. Um, marine sailors ate all of a Greek's town's eggs and meat on a port visit. They also kept the tattoo shops very, very, very busy. So it says uh, a Greek town has left uh, was left scrambled after Marines ate all the city's eggs and meat and overindulged in tattoos during a recent training exercise with the sec- 22nd Marine Expeditionary Unit. So I've heard a lot of things recently about the military focusing on, you know, inclusion training and like softness training. So it's good to know that at least the Marines still get after it. They get into a town, they're like, no. We want all of your meat. We're going to shut the whole town down. Everything. <laughs> like, uh, you mean a lot? No, I mean all. I mean, Bring me all. It, it had to have been, it's not a tourist, tourism town because they would have been prepared for such numbers, you'd think, but it's just sounds I mean, like it's got to have a port. They just devoured, right? That's what I mean. It's just like, where is Oh, you're saying at? it does have to be a tourism no, town. No, I assumed it was, but it sounds it's like if be. they ran out, it's because it has a port so close. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I would imagine any Greek town with a port is a tourist town to some degree. Yeah. I don't know. Depends on how lush, right? The the yeah. name of it was Alexandruopoli. I, so I grew up with uh, working for a Greek guy, Manny Contempasses. 
<laughs> um, so I, all these names always sounds like you're up. saying well, you're asking a question. <laughs> Many Canton passes. See, si. that's right. crazy. So sick. So they they went through like oh, seven yeah, yeah. seven thousand eggs. Jeez, it's crazy. All right, you have to have eggs one way for the rest of your life. How you scrambled? That's it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I would do scrambled. Mm. Patrick omelet okay probably. as long as you don't say hard-boiled no, no 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 I an omelet is a scrambled egg that's uh, just like yeah. oh cooked together yeah you can't have other things in it though so i would be uh, cheating yeah in my, i was cheating that's what no. it was. Okay. in my mind there's basically like three types of eggs it's either hard-boiled it's like whole cooked it's it's, it's scrambled or it's what i call fried yep uh, over, no. do Although, over easy i like Little, little yellow runny. You don't like that? I don't like the what? runny yolk. When I do a fried egg, like for a sandwich, I make sure that that yolk is cooked. Like oh, man. That's yeah, the best I part. Like I think it's best when it's it's really hard to get to, but like it's not runny. It's not cooked. Mm. It's in a gelatin state. Right. Yeah. Like that. Yes. As long as like when I go to bite the sandwich, a bunch of yolk doesn't like run out of the sandwich. That's what I don't like. I, I'm the exact opposite, you but like I, res that. I respect it, but I'm the yeah. exact opposite because there has been times that shoots out gets on the beard it's it gets terrible. on an elbow you're like oh jesus your hands yeah, it's, it's all sorts yeah, of bad but just wet wipe and you're there so we're good. <laughs> all right mother-in-law secretly serves meat to her pregnant vegetarian daughter-in-law <laughs> so why would you do that if so my first response was that to kind of <laughs> laugh at it then i thought so when i met lisa she was a vegetarian like literally no meat she was she she wasn't ever vegan, but she like would eat vegan cheese and stuff. Did you sneak her meat? No. Okay. No, and I would have lost my mind at my mom if she had. Now, if Lisa had been pregnant and she had done something like that, like absolutely not. Yeah. That is one of the more horror like horrific like I'm I like my in-laws. I hope my in-laws like me. <laughs> I hope. Um, but that is one of the more horrifying in-law stories i've ever heard that's crossing a barrier that's for sure. huge line across. she's thinking of the, listen now if you could show me some studies where like x percent like it's way 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 worse for the for the baby kid, yeah then it's just like okay she's trying to get some protein in the diet i'd have to really see the strictness of the diet but it, yeah this is even then crossing. you don't do that no 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 100 yeah. percent. yeah you still you just judge harsher you don't do anything about it you just judge harsher <laughs> sure so. yeah um basically what it was was she was serving her meatballs and she was, said something like, these are the best um or vegetarian meatballs i've ever had and the mom like said thank you or something and later she said to her husband she's like i think there was meat in those and the husband confronted the mom. And the mom was like, yep, there was meat in them. Oh, my God. What what kind of meat, though? Pork. Pork. Okay. It, I, I feel like pork is at least better than beef. Because if it was beef, you should know that difference as soon yeah. as you bite into it. The texture and the density of it. Yeah. You're not going to be able to recreate that. Pork is at least like She, she was probably so used to the faux meat texture, though. She should have knew, like, knew immediately, right? I mean, she obviously did figure it out eventually, or yeah. she wouldn't have said to her husband. Yeah, she lingered on it long enough. Uh -huh. to she thought it through. My first experience, like, I didn't even know vegetarians were a thing. Um, <laughs> what? Do you what are, wait, what What are you? <laughs> you, you, do, you don't eat what? You can read minds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, what was that? MTV show Pat, called Patrick where they all lived together. Uh, real world. Real world. They were in Hawaii, and one of these girls was a 
vegetarian or vegan or something. And then she found out that a salad they'd been eating at a luau had pork at it in it. And she started oh, crying and she said, I can hear it in my soul. Yeah. And I laughed <laughs> so hard. I've never laughed that hard, oh, I think, man. to this day. Uh, I recorded it, watched it time and time again just for oh, the man. comedic the, the, I remember the days of like, I need a blank tape. Does anyone? <laughs> Somebody uh, get this. Anniversary, what year? The good, uh. the good news about um, MTV was they just replayed oh, the same thing God, all yeah. the time. Over and so over. So it was easy to find. But uh, I'd be somewhat interested in Meatistics users' takes on that. Like, does anyone think she didn't cross a line? Oh, that, yeah. I mean. I'd be surprised. But if you think that she didn't do anything wrong, let us know in the comments. Um, next article is uh, pheasant meat sold for food found to contain many tiny shards of toxic lead. Now, first, this is in the UK. Um, I think in almost everywhere. Uh, Certainly for waterfowl, but I think for pheasant too, it's not as common or it's less common now to use lead than it used to be. I don't know. I still use lead. Do you really? Yeah. Unless you're on a, you're somewhere that is, yeah, a, a, a state park with water, something that's, yeah. If, if I'm just out in grasslands, I use lead. We never did anything with that awesome hack that guy gave us think it through i don't want to say it with a grinder we'll talk later some guy showed us it, like a sweet thing he did yeah. and we just got too busy and the never anticipation thought about is it killing again I, I i remember something but i don't uh, remember what what we'll was done we'll talk about it later um but uh the research found up to 10 milligrams of tiny lead shards per pheasant all of which were much too small to be detected by the naked eye or by touch there is no safe amount, no known safe amount of lead to consume. Mm. So it's not yeah. like, oh, you ate a small amount of lead, you'll be fine. It's like, uh-oh, you're going to get lead poisoning unless oh, yeah. you, know, you eat a bunch of codfish oil or something to help leach it out. Wait, so, I mean... So you're going to die, Austin. I don't know if anyone's told you this yet, but eventually you're going to die. The more does, lead you eat, Does the, the lead sooner. never come out of you? Mm-mm. Really? No, it leaches into your body and your organs. It's a heavy metal. Nice. Oh, so it just what? Yeah. So how? What happens? Like, so it, there's no accumu- fixing it. It accumulates or? in your organs. Uh, I think even just your set. Well, I don't know if it gets quite that granular. I smell a concept album coming out. <laughs> so basically, I should start using Steel Shot when I'm going pheasant hunting. Yeah, it sounds like it's a good. You do a lot of plan. A lot now, of pheasant pheasant hunting for sixty years. Like by the time you're at the end, you've ate enough lead to that you're gonna. Oh, tra- maybe that's why Travis is so small. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. Oh, my gosh. Um, But no, we all should remember that steel is less dense than lead, meaning it's going to carry less of that force through Mm. to the bird. So we're going to have, you know, you got to make a a decision there, obviously, Hmm. on what you want to hunt. I think I'm going to start hunting pheasant with my crossbow. Nice. I I, I would like to be there when you do that. Absolutely hit one. No. You're going to hit something for sure. Consistently. Like every time I can basically make the f- all three fletchings touch at from 25 yards away into my block. Okay. We're talking about a block that's on the ground in your I backyard. Have You're not, not talking about walking through CRP, gla- CRP grass, which is five foot tall and the ground is not level. And a bird is getting up that 
I'm aware of all these Makes things. noise and can startle you and is flying through the air. Sweet. The next step is to have my wife carry <laughs> lock over her head and run around the backyard. I haven't quite convinced Get her to moving, do that yet. Some moving targets, yeah. You just yeah. got to replicate it as best as possible. Oh, I, should, I, I will test my theory on clay targets first. You, you don't need to use your wife. Use your dogs. No. Yes, I would rather use my dogs than my wife. <laughs> let, let me be clear about that. He said, no, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm uh, getting concerned here that you'd rather. Dogs less valuable than wife for sure. For oh, sure. man. Um, all right. Then we have this one, which probably going to be the main rant of my day. Oh, don't tell me. I was hoping this was like a UK thing. Is this a US thing? It, well, okay. It is a UK thing. Okay. It is a UK thing. There is zero chance if it happens in the UK that it won't come here though. Nah, um, meat tax could help cut emissions, but must be significant to work. So in the first paragraph, they state that livestock is respe responsible for 14.5% of all man-made emissions. Now, I've seen that number reliably, like in fairly mainstream sources, up at 18, and then in ridiculous sources, as high as 51. So the fact that they're using a 14.5% number there makes me like instantly more open to this article. In an Oxford study found in 2016 that a 40% tax on beef and a 20% tax on milk could offset environmental damage by reducing consumption and ultimately production. So literally all they're talking about is making it more expensive so that you can't afford it and we'll give it up. It's not like we're going to take yeah. this money and put it back. Like it's nothing like what hunters do with the uh, uh, Pittman. What is it? I want to say Bo's Pittman, but that's wrong. The tax on all guns, ammo, hunting gear. Oh. Why can't we think of that? Whatever that I word is. So like that's a tax that hunters lobbied for. They're like, hey, <laughs> we want to pay more on this and then use this to keep our, you know, hunting areas beautiful. So they're not talking about doing that and like reinvesting it and making sure that there's less emissions, animals are in better conditions. No, they're going to keep that money in the government. They just want you to not be able to afford it. Um, they're proposing that, oh, sorry. Animals being cut from global diets could save roughly $1.6 trillion in environmental and health costs by 2050. This is according to data from 2016 Oxford study by FAIR is the name of that organization. Don't find that fair at all. But that's not saying like a reduction. That's just saying if we stopped eating meat in 30 years, we'll save $1.6 trillion. Do you have any idea how much money can be made in 30 years of selling just beef, let alone mm -hmm. pork and chicken? It's an idiotic point. Yeah. Plus, how many people are going to starve to death if you just remove all the meat? A lot? Most? Half people? Like, I'm not making it long without beef. I, mean, I can switch to pork and chicken for a while, but my body craves beef. I need it. I need it. Um, then according to uh, uh, a survey released in April uh, by research Valinx, 37% said they would support a 10% extra tax on meat products. Among Gen Z, 62% endorsed a meat tax. So 37% said they would support a 10% meat tax. 
what happens when you told them that it would have to be a 40% meat tax for it to have, were they okay with that? Yeah. Don't think so. Also, I mean, you ask, then you ask Gen Z something. Well, to be honest, Gen Zers aren't, most Gen Zers are not old enough to, uh, Gen Z, they're still, where does the Gen Z cut off? They're, they're still Gen Zers that are like little kids, right? No. Are they all like 18 and older? This is a good question. Because millennials. I don't even know what that's after. That's after millennials. You're at the end of whatever's right before millennials. I'm a, you're that. I'm millennial. And then like. Gen Z is 97 to 2012. If you were born. Oh, then yeah. So, okay. yeah. So there so are kids who they're, can't they're not old enough buy. that they're even really out in the world paying for right, their own stuff. Little kids they don't have their own uh, families that they're feeding. Oh, as, soon, as soon as you have kids at home and you start paying for stuff, you're, you're not going to be for that extra tax because as soon as you have one, two, three, four other mouths to feed, or you're just an adult that buys everything themselves, you're not, you're not, I don't think you're going to be as likely to, to say that. But no, 100% agree with you. Gen, um, Gen X. Gen Z, also known as uh, Centennials. Mm. So I'm Gen X, apparently. I don't know if I've ever known. I, I don't think I've ever cared enough to actually like look that up. You're at the awkward crossroads of uh, X or Millennial. Yeah, like but right no, I'm firmly end. in X. Yeah, I don't know. Firmly in X. 65 by, to 84. By months. 65 to 84? Yeah. 65 to 80. Four. Oh, this says 80. Yeah. I'll go by his. Everybody's got different. Solid in that Gen X. <laughs> Don't want to be labeled a millennial. Um, so last three paragraphs of the article. I want to read these so everyone can feel the full force of them. Um, others have argued that meat tax could also harm smaller ranchers and farmers that use sustainable agriculture practices and push them out of the market. But the University of Oxford researchers argue that a meat tax, if done correctly, would not negatively impact poor, the poor or farmers. They argue that meat taxes can be create additional revenue that can be used to compensate producers and incentivize the switch to more sustainable crops and farming practices, such as carbon sequestration. Yeah, that, that stuff never works. Never works. It never works. The researchers said that a meat tax can be designed in ways to increase public support. One way is for legislators to simultaneously combine meat taxes with other social policies. Those could include implementing higher animal welfare standards, lowering subsidies to the meat industry, and using tax revenue to support lower income consumers, the research says. So they want more government, higher taxes, literally everything I'm against. I hate this article with a deep passion. We're gonna. I think we're gonna be opening up uh, a warehouse in the UK, and we're gonna have you, you be stationed. <laughs> There's over not there. a chance. Yeah. My wife wants to go to Europe so bad. I'm like, nope, not going over there. Yeah. I'm. So my my biggest thing looking at this, th- this this all may take care of itself. Anyways, they may not have to tax anything because the way prices are increasing. I mean, they were talking forty um, percent, like twenty five percent for poultry. Well, hello. Yeah, we're there. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, average in f- food inflation, I want to say, is it's over 10 percent 
anyways. And I'd say, I mean, we have argued, not between us, but argued with news stories and what's been out there in the, the past couple of years over what actual meat prices really are mm -hmm. and what they claim their yeah. indexes are at. And it's like, no, because I can close. go to the grocery store and that is not what you tell me that increase was. That's not what I see in the prices. The increase in the prices is higher. But though, if, if that's all it takes, I mean, if we're not there, we're a year or two away from it anyways. No, I said so. it a couple of weeks ago. People are going to start so, like selecting themselves out of the beef market. Like they're just gonna be like, I cannot afford that. I put a, uh, it was 10 ounce steak, 19.99 ribeye, 18.99. What? I put it back and started laughing and walking away. And some older couples saw me and like, I went over and started talking to them about it. And I was like, Hey, just so you know, you know, we keep, I work for Walton's. We keep a close eye on this. Like it's going to get worse than this. I don't know. That knowledge is out there. Um, People, are, I don't know how to say this. The number one thing everyone should be doing is having a deep freeze in your basement or in your garage. A couple months ago, I read the third story in less than a month about like another million uh, chickens being called because of avian flu somewhere in Missouri or something like that. And I said, I'm going to go buy all of the fresh chicken at Dylan's. And I think, you know, you hear that people think you mean I'm going to go buy most of it. I bought all of it. <laughs> I spent a ridiculous amount of money. But I went there. I bought that for like probably average of $12 a package. It's $20 a package now. What? It's $20 for a thing of chicken breasts this big. And it's not like real high quality chicken either. You can see like the white stripes in it from being bred too quickly, over pumped with water, or, you know, not over pumped, but pumped to the limit with water. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. And I'm now out of all that chicken. That's crazy. So, so that's like the second comment though today that whether it's you or Patrick, I don't remember if he said the first one or you did, but it has made me think of Parks and Rec and, uh, Ron Swanson when mm -hmm. he's like, oh yeah, I know what I say. All the eggs and <laughs> all the eggs. Yeah, it's bacon. He's like, yeah. I, I want all your bacon. I think what you think <laughs> I said is I want a lot of bacon. What I meant is I want all, all your bacon. Your bacon. <laughs> Wait, come back. I'm concerned that what you heard was bring me a lot of <laughs> eggs and bacon. When in fact I said bring me all the eggs and bacon you have. See the one where he he puts fake. Can I have another? Sir, I, I'm afraid, I, I, I'm worried you're going to just throw this away. <laughs> yeah. And then April says, yeah. can I have one? Mm. She throws it out. Yeah. Great show. All right. Bed, Bath & Beyond uh, and meat. So it's a story we're not even going to talk about it, but I found it really interesting that 30% of all stocks on Beyond Meat are a short. So 30% of every stock out there is betting on the price of that going down. Seriously. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Because you get, yeah. That's you, a big change. You, you've seen a lot of speculation the other way and people just trying to pump up a lot of these meat alternatives. But if it's 30% have nope. it shorted, yeah, good luck. They're, they're, those people aren't going to lose. Now, there's part of me that thinks this might be they're almost trying to make a meme stock out of it. Like if they can get into that. Well, no, because the meme stops, stocks. No, it is good for the company. Yes. So I don't know. It's possible that they're intentionally having shorts out there 
to try to pump up people buying the stock, trying to squeeze the investors. So whatever, it's possible. Next, oh, I just closed the next article. Um, why hand mincing meat is better than buying ground meat. So here's an admission. I did not know that there was a difference between ground and minced meat. Did you know there's a difference between ground and minced meat? Uh, I assume ground is like run through a uh, breaker plate and then a one eighth plate. Minced meat is probably more just uh, chunky. So minced is all skeletal meat from one animal. So what we do oh, is really? technically minced. Ground meat is what you buy at the store, um, and it can be from, it can include, you know, water, it can include organ, it can include, obviously, oh. more fat, tissue. Um, and an interesting thing I didn't know was that one patty that you buy at the store can be from as many as 2.3 herds. Now, a couple of things there. Don't really understand the point three part, but whatever. <laughs> if it can be from as many as, then it would be from as many as three herds, if there's a number yeah. higher than that, but whatever. Um, I just, I found that really interesting that I didn't know that. That is interesting. I would, yeah, I fig I would figure that if you said I was, I'm going to buy some minced meat, that it wouldn't be like, literally it's the same, basically same product as ground meat. It's just. All from one animal. It's only yeah. skeletal meat. I would not have guessed that. No, didn't That's know crazy. Um, some, uh, what is this next article from? I want to source this because it's, uh, WFLA has some think marinating meat tenderizes it. Our experts weigh in. What do you think the, the final decision was on that? Oh, do people think that or is that really no, what does it do it? Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't tenderize. You have to have something that's in there that is a tenderizer. Like if, if you, if you marinate, it might tenderize if you have papain in your, right. in your, your marinade. But if you're just, if you just, cause technically you could just marinate something in water. No, I mean, that wouldn't be a marinade. Marinade has to have salt. That'd be a brine, right? Nope. What? A brine actually has salt. A pickle actually has cure. A marinade is just, you just a liquid, any generic liquid solution. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Uh, marinade is a liquid solution in which you soak foods, particularly meats, before cooking. Marinades always include salts. No. No, it doesn't say that. Yeah. A brine will include salt. A yeah. pickle will include salt and cure. A marinade is just whatever you want. So... Okay. Well, then I look at this from a new... That article from a new perspective. Um, their basic outcome of it was that yes as long as you're adding the correct types of marinades um i never thought about people being idiots and marinating it who would marinate something in water nobody no they wouldn't i'm just saying you could yeah but even if you marinated something just in soy sauce that is going to act as a tenderizer just the salt in it alone yeah will have a tenderizing effect it, a, it won't be a like a pain or a bromelain but it will have some mm -hmm. so yes it does that's the short answer. Um, then we've got... Wait, that one of the quotes in there says, never marinate meat longer than 24 hours. Yeah. You're talking like to the regular home person who's probably putting it in a... What am I talking Like a Tupperware dish yeah. and throwing it in their fridge. Even if I was doing that, if it was like a... If I was marinating like a brisket, yeah. I'd still let it go for mm -hmm. three, four, five days. Sure. I mean, it's not going to hurt Especially anything. if you backpack it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Um, all of this puts us puts parents in a pickle. Sharp rise in lunch meat is adding to parents back to school stress. This is from Market Watch. Says the price of ham rose 9.2% in July year over year, while bacon, breakfast sausage, and similar products were 11.7% more expected or more expensive. In March 2020, Congress authorized a series of school meal waivers allowing public schools to provide free breakfast and lunch. Those programs are about to end. So it's about to get a lot more expensive to feed your kid at school. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have kids, I would say there are alternatives to this and it's making it at home. Um, Right now, the cost of an average chicken cold cut is $1.15 per ounce. Okay, per ounce. Chicken thighs are $1.99 per pound. So 14 times cheaper. And they're not that hard to make. Cold cuts are really, just get yourself a big casing, grind it up, mix in seasoning, whatever else you want to add, and cook it in your oven. The, the, I think the, the biggest difference there and the hardest thing with stuff is if you're making like a sack lunch that your kid's going to take to school and it's literally in a sack and it's not refrigerated and you're going to let it sit there for, you make it at 6.30 in the morning before they get on the bus and they don't eat till 12.30. So say it sits out for six hours. Get an ice pack. What it's a long about? time. Yeah. I, I took a lunch every day. I was say, right. how, many, how, many pe- how many people do that though? <laughs> like when I was in school, I mean, I, 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 I don't know when I was a real little kid, I actually took a lunch box and stuff. But by the time I was like fourth, fifth grade, I literally just took a brown paper sack. Oh no. I'd eat the, I'd, well, they had, <laughs> how my school did it guys. Beginning of the day, the teacher would ask if you're having a cold or a hot lunch and they would mark next to your name a c or an h so when they got down to the cafeteria they knew per class how many hot lunches to make everybody okay now if we're strictly just talking about taking a cold lunch i did that probably like you said up until fourth and fifth grade until you can tolerate the taste of the school lunches and then by then and then middle school it's usually actually better tasting stuff like by then it was man Pizzas, I, was, I was pizza hut chicken fingers it was, yeah it was everything yeah. you'd kind of want and then yep. yeah then by then it was the rest of history i guess so. yeah we had uh like i Born in 79, probably started going to school in like the 86. I don't know how old kids are when they go to school. (laughs) I assume that's right. Like we had like a lunchbox that had a little place for a, like not a freezer gel pack, but like Mm -hmm. a freezer pack and keep it mostly cold all day. I think now they almost put them in fridges now, I think. Probably do. Yeah. So, I mean, all we had was a like some kid had the two ki- unlucky kids had to lug it down or the, the nice teachers had like a wheeled like radio flyer kind of thing, mm-hmm. put all the lunches on and then it's a bigger ordeal than it needs to be. But yeah, I peanut butter sandwich every time. Now you can't even have that in cafeterias. How expensive would it be to put a refrigerator in each classroom? And let the kids, I can't be that expensive. Let's mm-hmm. donate one. I mean, you're going to, yeah, I mean, you, you need. Need a refrigerator? You can't just get like a little mini fridge. You got thirty kids with a with a lunch, but I guess not everybody's bringing a lunch. A lot of people just yeah have lunch there. I always brought a lunch because we. Uh, we should manufacture refrigerators specifically for holding those lunches. That's what I was saying. I was, there's a whole new product probably. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, yeah. Then you get the government contract, and that's in every school ever, and it's just next to the yep. where you know. Yep. You don't want to deal with government contracts. I really don't. No, you don't. I certainly wouldn't sell it in California. 
Yeah. I saw that there's what some are, there's uh, some website. Sorry to interrupt, but some guy on a, on a random TikTok or something. He did. Uh, you could search all government contracts that are like like big ones, like worth millions of dollars and stuff like that. Then you can actually use that to then go. I'll bid them. Well, not well. Not no. These are like already the contract signed potentially. Oh, okay. So like it goes through this website, but then you could use that to see like oh they're about to invest twenty million dollars into some new thing, and then you could then check out the stocks and stuff compared stuff. I, I didn't even know said uh, website exists and stuff like that, but it's hmm. interesting. Yeah. So long story short, where I'm getting where I was getting at there is okay. basically if you make something at home, probably less likely to have everything perfected where it's going to be a shelf a point. more shelf stable so i'd feel better having something that was i mean it's yes it's mass produced but it's mass produced in such a way that they do the same thing every time and mm -hmm. they know they're getting the quality out of it they need um but no that's a fair point that's a fair point um yeah don't try to make cold cuts for your kids that are shelf stable because you're not going to <laughs> just it's a good point. It's going to be too hard. Yeah. So, I don't I, know, though. I did have a question um, kind of pertains to this. So we were talking about Sure Cure. It's just being, uh, regardless of the ingredients side of it, uh, they, they rendered a different color because it is that much more uh, potentially important, right? So they, they add red food dye Correct. to normal salt that would otherwise be white, and then it renders it pink, right? right? Some people... Um, this is a last 10 years thing. They care about the dyes in their system and children. It's a great point. So it's so such an, is, that's what I was going to It's such ask. an infinitesimal amount. Yeah. Um, it's red number three, I believe. Um, and it's such an infinitesimal amount. That's what amount I thought. I figured it, it would yeah. just not it's affect. It's a good question. But, but well, because you figured it, it's doing enough to cure 25 pounds of meat. How is, you know, but the dye, I, I don't know the exact science of it. But. Yeah. The, the amount of dye that's added is infinitesimal. And then when you balance that out over 25 pounds of meat, it's nothing. Cool. It's literally nothing. Good but one. Yeah, though. some people, yeah. Well, I was like looking at other things. Like, so if they buy like turkey snack sticks or something from the store, it's just like same, same thing, right? They're just, it's yes. that small of amount. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. So we have two more things to talk about. We're not going to really get a chance to talk about one, which is upsetting. Um, but I found this awesome tool on purdue.ag, so ag.purdue.edu. And I go to data resources and go to dashboards. This thing's awesome. It's got all sorts of different uh, price dashboards, supply dashboards, spending dashboards. Um, we will absolutely come back to this and talk about this in a couple of weeks when we've got more time. But there's so much fascinating information there. So great job from them. I'm trying to get some uh, one of their professors on as a guest to talk about it. Is Purdue like traditionally an ag school? I always, honestly, I always thought of it as a um, engineering school, but okay. I don't know. I, my, my perception Probably of like the, colleges always changes when I, if I find out they're an ag school. <laughs> yeah. uh, you like them more? Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like I'm a K-State fan. K-State's an ag school and it's, I mean, that affects us in our industry. One year K-State was playing Auburn and uh, I think it was Auburn. And you got, I mean, I'm not a fan of the SEC. It's just <laughs> sure. the way it works. You're a K-State fan, you don't like other people. Um, and so we had SEC people coming up and we're kind of like, oh, what is, what's this weekend going to be like tailgating? We get to talking to some of the Auburn folks and we're like, these people are just like us. These are, <laughs> these are ag folk. We're like, this is great. You can come up and, and tailgate with us anytime. Nice. But uh, just different world, which then you get 
yeah, people won't like me, but then you get schools like KU yeah, that is not, that not an ag school. <laughs> and it's just a, it's not everybody. I mean, but the stereotypical yep. type of person yeah. Yeah. representation sure. there, it's just different. I was very happy when my sister chose uh, to live just outside of Kansas City instead of Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Purdue is uh, well known for and competitive with engineering. So boilermakers, it makes sense that that, that would be. That. What is a boilermaker? Do you know what a boiler is? Well, yeah, but they make those. Shut up! I mean, come on. <laughs> it's no, something. It's, that's prob- super it's probably easy. a nickname for something else. It's something that they drank on Dumb and Dumber. Oh, <laughs> uh, have you ever had a boilermaker? No. You take a glass of beer. Uh, is it amaretto? Pretty sure it's a shot of amaretto, and you drop it in. Oh. People will call them Dr. Pepper shots. Okay. Yeah. 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 Tastes like that. All right. And then Austin had to contribute something. So we have one last article that <laughs> he added right before we went live. I don't even know if this is like a trustworthy news source. It's SciTech Daily. Uh-huh. So who knows? But I just, this this popped into my feed um, automatically on my, my Google News feed. But it just, I wanted to bring it up because like, Everything gives you cancer. It, it doesn't matter what it is. It all it all gives you cancer, and we're all dying. Eat someday. pheasant, you're gonna get lead poisoning. Eat fish, yeah. you're gonna get cancer. Now, yeah. So, so s- yeah, the title of the article is "High Fish Consumption Has Been Linked to a Greater Likelihood of Developing Cancer." So, just from scan like scanning the article, I find this sentence: the incidence of malignant melanoma was 22 percent greater among individuals whose median daily consumption of fish was 42.8 grams as compared to those with a median daily intake of 3.2 grams. What could we assume about somebody who eats a lot of fish? Where are they located? On the coast. Melanoma is skin cancer. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. False data. Who knows? Just just disproven by the... I just look at, I mean, I, I just look at it and like every time I turn around, it's like eating this food causes cancer, eating this food causes cancer. And it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, if you can almost make anything work, if you look at it of and, course. and bend yeah. it the right way, but, uh, I mean, not to end on a sour note, but we're all going to die someday. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when that's not a sour to, note. Take, take, take care of your body. Don't, don't, don't be John and I and eat Twinkies, <laughs> but like you, you can eat, you can eat fish. You're not going to die. Yeah. You can eat cured meat. You're not going to die. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for watching. Um, remember to like, comment and subscribe, leave a review really does help. We're available wherever you get podcasts. We really, you, you what? have really got to record something for the beginning. Do you think people are going to hear that and go, Oh, why have I not subscribed? Like why, why we, else would we do it? Why? Okay. Why does everybody else do it? He, here's what we can do uh, with the whole NIL thing, you know, college sports. <laughs> you want uh, one, one of the podcasts I listen to all the time. Um, they just signed like three K State athletes to an NIL deal to do their intro for them. So mm. they'll have they're going to have different ones. So maybe we cut Patrick out of it. There you go. And we find. I don't know. I mean, get get Travis to record one for us. Get different people that we know and have worked with and do different things with. Have them record. Just it doesn't it doesn't even have to be the whole thing. Patrick could have like a main the main core bit and then have something else that somebody else throws in there. And then people, yeah, they will pay attention to the intro because it's a little little bit different each time, and they want to hear who's on, what they're saying. You probably want it to be the same though for a specific reason. I would imagine that actually having it the same serves a purpose. Well, I know the the, the music can 
stay the same. But other than that, we can add that little kind of something that okay. they send in. Or well, look, as soon as you hear, yeah, the intro that. music, I mean, it's just like, oh, that's the Mejistics podcast. So yeah. this is the type of inside baseball you get if you've listened <laughs> all the way to the end. I'm rewatching one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Community, mm. and I'm laughing harder this time than I did the first <laughs> two times because I've watched it. I think. Not twice all the way through, but I've seen every episode and I'm laughing harder this time. There's something about like repetitiveness mm. that people do find comforting. Mm -hmm. That's why that stupid they, show Friends got so popular is because the reruns. Well, like, say, oh, I've seen this one before. Depressed and crazy people. They like watching the same stuff over and over again. I think. Is that true? I've, uh, there's some to it, but it's just uh -oh. because, well, it's because it's so <laughs> soothing, but it's also because. Especially uh, people are not that we're all the same age, but we all had grew up on like physical media. So mm -hmm. you got you replayed the same movie over and over again. You didn't have streaming, so right. it's like also like just the thing we did growing up. Huh. So okay, that makes sense. If depressed and crazy people watch the same thing over and over, I'm pretty sure I'm depressed and crazy because my favorite like TV shows and movies. Yeah, I've 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 watched TV shows like six seven times like For not sure. not like one episode like it's all of the whole the thing it also it also feels good because you know the end you know the ending so you know what's coming unexpected yep. so yep. there's some you know a little bit of yeah. stuff behind it so not to say everyone's depressed if you watch the same thing often so <laughs> but we are all crazy <laughs> yeah all right thanks guys we'll see you next time later i didn't wear shorts today me either oh, i just got on boxers back <laughs> <laughs>